Bedroom Book Club. I'm your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as BB by many. And here on Dog Eared, the mission is to connect you all to books, thought leaders, and avid readers alike. I just want to start off by saying thank you so, so much for your patience. I know this April leader has been a little late. Uh, about two weeks ago, uh, to put it really briefly, I had a mental health week and I took time off away from my work and now I'm back and I'm so excited. I've just been allowing myself to get back into the groove and I am here and I am ready. Again, I'm, I really, really appreciate your patience. So I would love to share just a couple updates with you guys that I'm super, super excited about. So first, um, if you have heard of her, um, she is so fucking amazing. And if you haven't, now is your chance to hear about her and be obsessed with her like I am. So her name is Chelsea Reif, and I have just recently committed to investing in her. She's going to help me market, SEO, monetize, and just really optimize my podcast. So there will be some changes. I'm not sure what right now, but I just know it's all going to be good. And in the next six months, I'm going to feel incredibly just on top of everything. I think, you know, with running Dog Your Book Club and then my new business, Embody Your Soul, it has been kind of a juggle with having two podcasts because I'm a crazy person and I'm like, I love podcasting. I, of course, need podcasts with both of my companies. And now I'm like, wow. And I just know there's so much more to learn. And um, hopefully this is also a reminder, but maybe this inspires you guys that, If you're ever worried about where you're putting your money and where you are investing your money, if it is investing in yourself, in your knowledge, in um, bettering your career and your future, then I don't think there's any shame in that and there should be no guilt in spending that money. So just letting you know, uh, I'm really, really excited. This will be one of my... um, couple uh, of the list of the big investments I've made for myself and my business and I'm really excited so anyways I just thought I'll let you guys know that uh that'll be that that there will be some amazing changes with Dog Eared Book Club and without further ado let's get right to our April leader she is an absolute queen she was a former mentor of mine. I met her a few years ago when I was trying to break into the advertising world and she really uh, believed in me and she honestly got my career started. She is an absolute badass and her name is Rachel Sabovita. So for about 20 years, she's been killing it in advertising. She has led prestigious teams at There is an agency in Anaheim called Amusement Park, formerly DGWB, Phelps, and Saatchi in Saatchi, Los Angeles. And she is currently the CEO and founder of Sunday Brunch Agency. And Rachel was also elected as the board of director at Working Wardrobes, a nonprofit, and joined the advisory board for Girls, Inc., Rachel has recently launched a streaming video series called The Brunch Club, where she raises a glass and champions female talent and leadership everywhere. Rachel was named Woman of the Year by the National Association of Professional Women, and she's currently an official MBA mentor at Chapman University and a speaker and and a featured speaker of the university inaugural Woman of Business Association. Wow. 
I'm just gonna keep it all in because I'm silly and you guys, you guys just get me. It's just my personality. So I'll just say it one more time. And a featured speaker on the university's inaugural Woman in Business Association series. So as you can see, a very big theme here, which I love about Rachel, is she is all about female empowerment, leadership, autonomy, ideas. She only hires females for her team. She loves investing in small female-owned businesses. I really, really love it because she goes for the underdog, not even saying that like women are the underdog. I think we're actually becoming the top dog. But what I just love about her is she is so willing to get her hands dirty. She dives right in and she is such an amazing mentor, cheerleader, and honestly, I worked for her a couple times, an amazing boss. I always feel really, really empowered by her, and at least when she was mentoring me, I always I always left every single conversation feeling more empowered, more excited, and again, she's just incredible. I'm so honored to have her in my network. So, any woman in the Orange County, Los Angeles area, I absolutely urge you to get connected with Rachel if you ever are looking for a marketing business or advertising opportunity or honestly, she knows she's legit the queen of Orange County. So if you want to get connected to anyone, literally anyone, because she works for all kinds of brands, if you think about it, um, she will connect you. She's an amazing networker. Also, almost forgot to mention, she started a fucking whiskey company just because she didn't, she just didn't have enough, clearly. Um, it's called Lynx, and again, it's all about female empowerment. She saw that whiskey was predominantly male, and there weren't enough female whiskey makers, and she just got in there, and this whiskey is, again, literally all about raising a glass and championing femininity and female female and female and female leadership and female work and just female presence everything I freaking love it so definitely check Rachel out she is an absolute queen um and without further ado let's get right to the episode I'm super super excited also if you guys have heard me say it she definitely coined the term I haven't heard it before but the term book candy so I think that's a pretty good one and I'm really excited for you guys to get to know her and again please let me know what your favorite part was a book that you've read that she's read that you guys share in common or a book that you're really really excited to read that is on her list so again thank you so much for your patience I'm really excited to have you guys meet Rachel and stay tuned for her book list and yep let's just get right to it guys so anyways let's get started again thank you so much for being here Rachel I'm so excited uh and this has been quite an awesome journey so I'm really excited that now dog-eared is kind of really becoming something real and it feels very real and obviously having these interviews just makes it one even more real but also it just reminds me every single time why I'm doing this so thank well, you good. so much. I can much. tell that your heart is really in it yes. and you really care and mm -hmm. you know that's gonna make all the difference. Yes so, so truly. So 
first question, what book are you currently reading and how did you come across it? Okay. I am currently not reading anything, <laughs> which is so not me. Um, I even like, even right now as we're sitting here, I've got this stack of Orange County business journals oh, that I have been meaning to read. And I just, I'm going through a phase where I'm like not reading, which is a kind of um, a confession, I guess. Yeah. This is my, it's my book confession. Cause I'm normally always reading like two or three different books. Yeah. Like one I normally am reading is something that's like candy for the brain. Yes. Like a, a romance novel or like the a twilight or a 50 shades of gray or like yes. something that's fun. And then I'm normally always reading a business book. Um, at least one or two of those. And then I have like this mindfulness journal that I'm normally working in. But right now I'm just in this phase where I can't, bring myself to sit down and have that calm mm-hmm. like space mm-hmm. however I'm aware of it um and even last night I was talking to my daughter um we were reading stories at bedtime oh. and I said tomorrow let's go to Barnes and Noble oh. and pick and pick new books because yes. I was like this is like I'm in like a book drought yeah like I need something new and so she said oh, okay great let's do that she loves to read she's in fifth grade and she's yes. reading at like an 11th grade reading level and I she reads it. you know adult books so we're gonna go get some uh some new thing and we both like the feel of books like we haven't switched to the like kindles or digital reading materials and i just i don't want that i spend so much time on zoom and on the computer and on my phone i was like i just i need an offline um, experience so anyway so it's on my list and, you know, I'll have to follow up with you later and, and tell you what I'm, what I'm reading. Or I'd be open to any recommendations that you have of what you think I should be reading next. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it just depends, like, because I, I have so many. It just depends, like, kind of what you're looking for. You know? Well, I want one that's brain candy and one that is going to be a business related. Okay. Um, brain candy, I immediately thought of. So it's one of my favorite fiction novels. It's called Less by Andrew Sean Greer. And it's about this gentleman named Arthur Less, and he... It's by Andrew who? Andrew Sean Greer. Sean Greer. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know that name yeah. for sure. He's, he's been a big writer in a few, like, big publications, and he's uh, ha- he has a couple books, but, yeah, Less is my absolute favorite. It's about this gentleman named Arthur Less, and he's had this you know, his, his lover for many, many years and he's a lot younger and his lover was like, Hey, I'm getting married. And Arthur was like, are you kidding me? And so his lover invited him to the wedding. And so Arthur accepts like all of these invitations around the world to just avoid the wedding. And it is just so hysterical. It's so whimsical. And his writing is just like drips with color. It's just such a fun read. So that's immediately what I thought about. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm cleaning up this like pile that was on my desk and I just found this book buried in a pile. Oh, have you heard of this one? No, I've never seen it in my life. It looks okay. And the weirdest thing is that I don't know where it came from. It came in the mail and someone wrote something to me in it, but I can't make out the writing and I don't know who sent it to me. Oh, Rachel, that is like something about. 
like congratulations on being in the OCBJ 2020 top women in business enjoy. And I can't make out the signature. So I think I should read this one or, but, Oh, but look, okay. They're like bite-sized quotes. Oh, that's nice. About quotes on character. So this could be good. Yeah. It'd be like a good, uh, maybe wake up every morning or go to bed and you read a quote when you wake up and go to bed. Yeah. I think I like that. That's cute. It can be a part of like a routine. Yeah. I like, I like routine and ritual. I think, you know, reading, you know, like coffee is a, is a morning routine and ritual. Mm -hmm. That's actually why I made the Lynx bourbon is because I wanted women to have an evening ritual that was feminine and empowering. A lot of women turn to wine, Mm -hmm. but not everyone wants to drink wine or sometimes as we age, our bodies don't respond as well to wine. So we need an alternative, but we still want to have that like, okay, I'm, I made it through the day. I'm celebrating all my accomplishments of the day or hell that I survived the day. And yes. like, let's, you know, pause there. So anyways, that's, um, I like ritual. I anyways, love that. Now I have, all right, I've got this little. Oh yeah. No rituals. Oh, I'm right there with you. So I kind of like to mix these questions because sometimes I, obviously they're very symbiotic, but what is your who's your favorite author and does that align with your favorite genre or are they different by the way you know we're not recording this right no we're not like recording this like oh okay wise. yeah you're good all right i'm like i, I look i have like not wet on. hair <laughs> no it's fine it's good um okay ask me the question again i was too distracted by my own question no you're fine oh my god um so who is your favorite author and does that play into what your favorite genre is or are they different got it mm-hmm. okay one of the benefits of doing this here is that i have all my books here. oh it's so perfect i have a lot of my favorites um oh all right i must have loaned it out oh i feel like i love loaning out books but then oh I don't know. yeah um okay i i think i've told you this before but master of the game by sydney sheldon is my favorite book um Mm -hmm. and then um his like the hair the the woman in the book that he writes about is just kate blackwell and she's this badass businesswoman and it's i i found myself after that i read like every sydney sheldon book that he ever wrote um and that was really fun um he wrote women really well Mm-hmm. Um, and this was like in the eighties when he was, you know, big. Um, but I find that I do that. Like I'll go through phases. Like I remember when I was, um, I think it was in high school or college. I started reading like every John Grisham book that I could find. And cause they were all about like the law. And at the time I was kind of fixated on mm-hmm. that, and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it was when I was in law school. Maybe that yeah. was why. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, you know, I think my favorite author and genre sort of changes over time but um i do i do like anything that's written with a strong female lead yes Um, and um so there are some really good historical fictions that are i like that are written with a strong female lead um i think the last time we talked i had just read one and now i can't remember the name which is terrible but i'll i'll remember it oh you're fine send it to me later you're excused So I love this question. What was your earliest memory of reading? Oh, that is a good question. 
earliest memory of reading? <laughs> well, I guess I should just say the first thing that popped into my head. My parents, um, they were great. They always read to us. And my dad used to read me this birthday, Happy Birthday, Betty Bear. Oh, it's like a kid's book. So and it's funny because that book is still something that we quote, like, all the time. Like, Happy Birthday, Betty Bear. <laughs> like, it's oh still a thing. <laughs> So I remember that as an early reading um, experience, which was silly, but fun. And then my parents saved like all of our kids books. Like recently we, I was helping them clean out like their attic and they had all of them. Like they never donated them or like got rid of them. They're all still there. So they pulled them out like for their grandkids. It's really charming. Oh my gosh. So um, it was fun to look back at all of those. And we have positive memories of drawing on books and, you know, like we, they were always round. And then, um, does that answer the question? Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. No, that's perfect. That's great. Um, and then, then, by the way, this is the book that we, you had mentioned, the one yes. that my dad had given me. So good. The Wonder Women book. I literally keep it right here because it just makes me feel, um, it makes me feel powerful. And, I, I made I made notes in it, mm-hmm. you know, um, throughout, and it just talks about, you know, the the journey that, that women have have been on, you know, for all of these years. Like, you know, and I talk to my daughter all the time about how, you know, women didn't used to have the same rights that we have now, yeah. and, um, it, you know, how we've come a long way in terms of the way that we're seen through marketing and the way that we're seen through society and the way yeah. that we're seen through our families and our children and the roles that we're playing. And it's all really well captured in here. Um, so it's written like a, almost like a college book, which yeah. I like. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, there's this other series of books um, called uh, Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls. Ooh, I love that. And I'll show you, I ha- I bought the first two editions, um, and they're continuing to come out with more. Um, it's just like this small little outfit that like started bringing these together. And I bought them, I've given them as gifts to like everyone I know who has a daughter and Elizabeth is reading them. And the way that they set it up is there's a, an illustration and a story Stop. for each woman. Um, Okay, what is going on here? Okay, um, good lord. Okay, um, for each woman, and it ranges from like, you know, any woman throughout history. I mean, you've got like queens of England, and you've got like early history explorers, and Madonna, and Beyonce, and what? Michelle Obama. Oh you know, like all the way back to Cleopatra. I mean, they've got like just all these different women throughout history that have done amazing things. So I'm trying to encourage. Um, you know, my daughter and, and other young ladies to to learn from the fact that even though, you know, women's roles have changed so much over time, there's always been amazing women doing great things. I love that. Also, I just thought about this. It's I just bought it because part-time, I don't know if I've mentioned it to you, but part-time just for like extra money while I've been kind of trying to get all these jobs together. I was working at this book in Crystal Store like down the street from my apartment and on the last day I finally bought this book because I just had to and so many of my girlfriends were like BB this is like the female bible it's called woman who run with the wolves 
Have you heard of it? No, but I'm going to write that one down too. Oh, okay. I feel like you have to read it. It's about the female archetype. Oh. And it's just... Women who run with the wolves. Yeah, it's just... I remember when there were nights, it was pretty slow. I would try to sneak a few pages in and it was amazing. So I'm really excited. I finally got it. And yeah, I feel like that's a book you would just love. It's like half book candy, half definitely your vibe with female empowerment. And yep. The other one I keep on my, on my lip, on my like front of my shelf is this one, um, in the company of women. Yes. Oh, my roommate has that book. It's so cute. Yeah, I really like it. And honestly, I would love, I like it because all these women are still working yes. towards their vision and their goals. They're all like actively pursuing their dreams and none of them are, I mean, they're all famous in their own right, but they're not like world renowned, yes. but they're all like doing, mm-hmm. like living their truth. Mm-hmm. And I actually would love to do a book like this, Yes, um, but I would want to do it by, um, like almost hyper local, like by location, be like the the Orange County edition or the California edition, maybe by state or I don't know yeah. something like so that you could almost be like, hey, yeah, like I know her, yeah, you know, like she's she's my neighbor or you know she lives in my town. Oh my god, like you know I want there to be a little bit more of that, like yes, like they're attainable. Mm-hmm. They're they're like aspirational but also attainable like that balance so I would love to do that because I'd love to write a book someday but I honestly I never can figure out what I would want that book to be about Mm -hmm. so I feel like if I could architect and compile stories maybe that's my way of gifting and doing a book I don't know yes I want you to make that happen so (laughs) I think you should do it I already bought the URL. I already have a name. I already have a list of people oh, okay. that I want to first edition. Like it's it's on my list. It's like actively on my list. <laughs> so funny. Oh, don't worry. I have the domain. I have the LLC. I have the rights. Yeah. Oh yeah. I already like it's. But I ha- I had to really focus on building the Sunday brunch agency. Yeah. And building the bourbon, then building the book because honestly, anyone I and so I have a couple clients that are authors. Oh, right? Incredible. But none of them have made any money off of their book sales. Oh, like, sad. None at all. And I said to them, all of them, I was like, listen, when you write a book, like if you're a businesswoman or a professional and you write a book, you have to be writing the book for you. You can't be writing it because you think you're going to make a ton of money. That's not the goal. If the mm-hmm. goal is to tell your story and like check that off your bucket list of things you wanted to do in this world, yes. Yeah. But if you're looking to retire off of it, no, this is an investment. Yep. Yep. It's like you have to be willing to just sort of know that you're going to take a loss. Yep. But you're going to feel good about it. Yeah. 100%. So, um, I mean, the, the people that make mo- real money off books, I think, are very lucky. Mm-hmm. But it's not a, like a for sure thing. So, like, this one author that I work with, um, oh, I have to show it to you. Okay, hang on. Oh, do it. Okay, yeah, we're not fine. being recorded. Okay. <laughs> okay she wrote this beautiful book called you can have your all okay oh yes women driven to success and it talks she's got all these different stories in here 
um, success stories. And she interviewed like the CEO of, um, of Spanx. She, he, he, like, she interviewed Whoa. the CEO of like UPS oh and um, like big, big name companies. No one's buying it. And there's a worksheet or a workbook that goes along with it where you can like answer questions and it, there's like, like a structure to take you through it. Plus we filmed like a dozen um, videos that you get access to when you buy the book that are like personal one-on-one coaching videos. And then you get time with the author and she was like a big powered executive. Um, oh, she interviewed the someone at Home Depot. Like, I mean, a, amazing. No one's buying it. It's on Amazon. It's everywhere. No sales. So all I'm saying is, God love Jane for writing this amazing book and anyone that knows about it loves it, but it just, it's not going to be a moneymaker. Yeah. So, no, that's anyone who's listening to this who thinks that's going to happen, like don't count on it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what I even think about. Well, with one, like creative work, you just can't really have an ego. Like you write it and you just can't be so attached to it because if it succeeds or fails, then it just is what it is, but you did it purely for you. And it's like also with the the pursuits that you're taking and the pursuits I'm taking, like with dog-eared, I'm literally doing it because I, it's just been this beautiful burning desire. And if I don't pursue it, I will regret it for the rest of my life. And then I'm doing these other things because it's just my soul's calling. And like, that's the same with you. And you're not like, we're not doing it to make money. We're literally doing it because it's like, you know what? I found that there is a gap in the market with whiskey and this is what I'm going to do. And then with me, I'm like, I found a gap in like book clubs. It's not, it doesn't satisfy me. I don't think they're entertaining enough. And this is what I'm creating. And oh, sweet. There you have it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's uh, a, that, I think that's the most important thing I tell people who um, I work with all the time. You can't teach someone to care. They're going to care or they're not. Yep. And the work right. is going to be better if they care. Um, if they don't, it'll just, it'll come across that way. But everything that you're doing right now, I can tell you really care mm-hmm. and you love what you're doing oh, and you. you know, whatever it becomes, it will be amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank so, you so much. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. So moving on. Oh, as we were just talking about rituals and our love for rituals. So how do you read in terms of a ritual or little things you do to bookmark a page? And I know you're someone who totally takes notes. And so I'd love to kind of hear about that. Um, yeah, I do. I, I write in my books. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter is so embarrassed that I do that. Um, she's like, you can't do that, mom. You'll understand one day. I I write in my books. I dog ear the pages or when I'm reading, I fold them in half to like keep my place. She's like, mom, just use a bookmark. What is the problem? And I'm like, I don't know. I just like to fold them. (laughs) Like when I'm reading a book, I just, it's, it's just part, it just just becomes part of me. I carry Mm -hmm. it around with me. Um, I mean, I, when I was reading, um, the um, the Sydney Sheldon Master of the Game book. I remember I was reading it. I started reading it on a plane flight to Florida for a business trip uh, to go to a conference. Read it on the plane. Read it while I was at the conference. Read it on the plane back. Sat in the airport in John Wayne Airport. I'm home, and instead of calling my Uber to like take me home, I sat in the airport 
until I finished reading it because I was so excited and it was so close to the end and like you know I kind of get compulsive about it like I'm really into something um but then on the flip side of that like there are those books that have been sitting like on my nightstand for months that I know I'm never going to finish like I started I got halfway through lost interest Mm -hmm. like you know that that happens too but when it's really good and it really speaks to me oh and sometimes it'll like I'm not really into it and it'll sit on my nightstand for a long time and then I'll come back to it later where I'm in a different place yep. and then all of a sudden it's the message I need to hear. Yep. So that, um, you know, I'll, so I'll hang on to them for a long time mm-hmm. or I decide what I'm going to do with them. And I like to gift books that I've yes. read. I'm really into that. I mm-hmm. think that's important. Um, and although like, it's funny, like during this COVID time, I feel like everything has germs, right? Whether it's like a book or a piece of clothes that you're going to donate or a package that gets delivered from Amazon like or the mail. Like everything's getting disinfected. And <laughs> so I, my donations are probably down. My gifting is down. But, um, but the thought is still there. And mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping that soon everyone will, you know, be vaccinated or immune or this thing will just magically go away. Mm -hmm. Seriously. I know. I think books have been definitely, I love that you say that with gifting books is obviously as you've seen too, I've been reselling my books that I, cause I just have so many. I seriously, my apartment is spilling with books and I feel it's just that little gift that you can give someone that's tangible. And it has like your sounds weird, but it has like your DNA on it. Cause you read it and you know, you've, experience the story and now you get a- it has your it has your energy just to like yes fill in that word yes. it's, it's it's your your tra- it's your transfer of energy to them mm-hmm. and it's different when you just go buy a book or send a book versus mm-hmm. like this was my copy and i want you to have it mm-hmm. and i feel like that's special in a way that nothing else really is yep yep you know even if like i wore a jacket i don't know maybe a jacket yeah maybe like a jacket and then i'm like here you go like you can take it like I don't know. It's not as meaningful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like passing down a piece of jewelry. Like jewelry, Mm -hmm. I think, has sentimental value. Like you hear people all the time like, oh, this was my great grandmother's earrings or something. Or this was my husband's mother's wedding ring. You know, like there's a lot of sentimental built in there. And I think books, when they're like first editions or they're really old, they can have that too. And, um, in like the modern day times, a lot of a lot of books I think right now are, are seen as commodity. Yeah. But the way to stop it from being a commodity is to reintegrate in that feeling and emotion. Mm-hmm. Because you write in it, because you dog ear it, because you, you know, put your energy into it. That's yep. what really brings it to life <sighs> as a gift. Yes. So so true. Also Speaking of dog earring, so recently I re-interviewed Joe Burke. Oh my God, I was like so fired. I forgot how absolutely insane this guy is. Like he is just such a freaking powerhouse. And he was- I, I, I have a copy of his book on my shelf. I need, I need to get it. I'm like a little- You don't have it? No, I don't have it. <laughs> I just oh, need to get it. I know. Oh my God. I think I bought like five of them Shut when up. it came out. Oh my. I know right where it is. Oh. Yeah, oh my here we go. Oh, and it's not that thick. It looks like a small book. 
Yeah. Is it? What? It is. Okay. It's only... Oh, and then, of course, Handsome Joe. Oh, Joe. Oh, my gosh. Handsome Joe. It's it's only 129 pages. Oh, that's awesome. And he wrote it, and I know you know this, he wrote it in 46 hours on a train. In 2016. Absolutely insane. I love. But... he is like one of my favorite all time people. Oh, he's just ridiculous. He's so cool. But he was saying, he's like, Well, have you heard of a double dog ear? I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, Look, you pretty much just refold the page. And he's like, Have you heard of a triple dog ear? And I was like, What are you doing? And he's like, You sat to rate your books. I'm like, Shut up. Okay. That's really cool. <laughs> I know. I'm like, Okay. All right, Joe. Run my business. I'm like, What? how is he um we um you know we keep in touch like not as much as i would like it's been a while i know since he moved and everything Mm -hmm. but um we're both on strava because we both cycle strava is like an app that cyclists use so sometimes i'll see his rides um on there and like i can give him like a little like thumbs up or something (laughs) you know good job joe (laughs) it's like a I don't know how to describe it. It's like, it's so, it's social as an app, I guess a little bit, but really like you're tracking like your speed, how Mm -hmm. fast you're going, how far you're going, you know, and for safety, like let's say you're on like a really long ride and something happened, like people could find you. Like it's, there's a lot of good to using Strava, but then I discovered that like, oh, find your friends. And anyways. That's absolutely hilarious. I love that. It's a little like subculture. Yeah. well, it kind of truly is. It's you drive down PCH and you see 20 of them and they all like go into Starbucks. You're like, all right, this is some little club. Like you So I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of stumbled into it. Yeah. Um, last year, because um, I've always cycled, but I never really like got into the community mm-hmm. of cyclists. I didn't know how to get in. And then I signed up to do this charity ride um for to honor like the boys and girls club and it was this hundred mile bike ride and I was going into the bike shop all the time because I was you know dealing with flat tires and dealing with like upgrading equipment and whatever and anyways the guys would be like hey like you want to ride like on Saturday or whatever so I'd be like okay so we'd ride and then like you kind of just then they see that you're a girl but you can still ride like you can hang like that's a big Stop. deal for oh my them. gosh I and, love um, that so, anyways, I, I'm a fair weather rider, though. I told them, I was like, I will not be riding during the winter months. Um, yeah. I'll see you back in the spring. I'm a fair weather rider. Oh, my God. Like, oh, I drop below 70. It's too cold for me. Yeah. No, no. I mean, also, yeah, it's like the wind, too. Like, the no, it just gets, like, probably 20 degrees colder. So, yeah. That makes good anyway, I digress. There should be a book about it. I'm sure there are. Oh, Yeah. I mean, it's too popular of a sport to not have a book about it, so. I'm sure there's probably lots. I mean, after Lance Armstrong kind of made it, I'm sure there's books. Yes. So, what books are on your nightstand? And maybe these books are the ones that you are wanting to read or the ones that you are in the middle of reading and stopped reading. And also, I feel like you would do this too. Do you have a way of like organizing your books, like the way you stack them or the way you stack them on your nightstand? Because I know I have a thing where it's like, okay, like this is my order of how I'm going to read books. And then like this side of the books that are like my next pile of TBR. So. Um, 
Okay. Um, well, let's see. Um, the Book of the Prophet by Cahill Gabran. Have you read yes. The Prophet? No, I have not read that, but I should read that. Okay. It's just, it, it's kind of like reading The Alchemist or something. Like you okay. have to have it. And you can read it in bite sized pieces. Like every little excerpt is like two or three pages. That one I literally just found underneath my nightstand. It had like fallen months ago. Oh. I was like vacuuming and cleaning. I was having like a, you know, a day. A day. And um, so that one's under my nightstand. Um, and it's a keeper. It's been beaten up over the years. It's like a soft paperback kind of book that's thin. You take it anywhere. Kind of like the the, uh, the Alchemist. Um, but other books, let's see. Oh, I read about this article about this woman who wrote romance novels. And she was going to college for her like literacy degree or some, something to be a writer. And she asked her mom to answer like some interview questions for her. And um, she, I read this article cause it like came in an email or I don't know how it came across my desk, but anyways, I read it. And um, her mom's like, well, why didn't you ask me um, any questions about like romance authors? And the daughter was quickly like dismissive to like romance novels. Like that's just trash. Like I, like I, why would I study anyone who wrote in that category? Like it's, you know, it's like a lower level. Like I'm going to be a real serious writer. And the mom's like, do more research on that. And I am. Um, so then she did, went back, did her research. And then now she's like one of the best selling romance authors out there. And she, so one of, actually I think two of her books are on my nightstand right now. They're not really like raunchy. They're just sort of like, um, like a, like a rom-com movie. Right. Oh, I love but, that. Cute. And, um, but I, I really was fascinated by the whole category. I started researching romance novels. Do you know they're the number one genre of books sold? I guess I'm not surprised. Okay. And yeah. here's how it happened. Back in the day when women didn't have their own jobs or their own money or whatever, they could go to the, the market, the grocery store and buy groceries and throw in a romance novel. And then their husbands wouldn't know that they were buying it, right? Because it would just come up as like, you know, well, I bought groceries, right? And then they'd go like, hide it. Okay, so romance novels still have like never really overcome that stigma of like being lesser than. and But they are still the number one selling book genre, which I think is fascinating. Um, okay, um, <laughs> but back to your real question about what is on my nightstand right now, nothing. Nothing is on my nightstand right now. It is empty. There is an orchid and a light coaster. I love that you're... The picture of the kids in this frame that I love that has like an orchid on it too, like matches. Uh, but that's it. That's why today's Barnes & Noble Day. And by oh. the end of the day, there will be something we're probably... Because like, I can't just buy one. There'll be like a stack. Oh, 100%. Oh, my God. I love yeah. that so much. So there will be something there. But right now, like I said, I am, I am, I don't know. Books and I have been on a break. Shut up. You know, it's it's funny too. I mean, currently I'm reading four books. Okay. But I haven't been as actively reading. Well, I think one, I've just, as you understand, 
I've gotten, and also, excuse my French, I've gotten really fucking busy. I'm like, okay, how am I going to fit reading to my morning routine? Maybe I have to do this and this, or do I have to slice it in half? Like, seriously, this is like a serious thing. And I already wake up at like 5.15 a.m. So I'm like, okay, so then my tea has to be this long. Maybe I could read for this much. Like, it's crazy. That's that's not how I like to read, you know, Ah, when you're easing it in. It's like... Mm. No, it's not a to-do list item. It should be like a, you know, you, there should be breathing room around it. Um, so for me, at least. So Thank you for um, that reminder, though, Rachel. That's good. That honestly, that's how so, reading should and be. And I, I said this yesterday. Um, the COVID calm is over. So I feel like the last, let's call it generously, a year, there has been this this calm in terms of your workload and your life that it's almost like they, everything slowed down. Yeah. Slowed down out of fear. It slowed down out of um, limitations on movement and restriction. It slowed down in terms of, um, you know, work and, and everything like came to a halt. Right. Well, I think you, what you're describing and what I have been feeling um, this year so far is like, everyone is, all right, we figured out this zoom thing. Business is back to business as usual, and we are recharged and energized to, like, tackle new things in new ways. Fine. Maybe things don't ever go back to normal. Maybe they do. But this is, like, we're off to the races. So it's been nuts. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I've been this busy. Yeah. Totally. No, that's exactly how I've been feeling. And it was funny because... Now I've been really getting into podcasts too, and I haven't listened to music in it feels like a week or so or over a week because also the workout platform I use, like she doesn't play music while, you know, she's teaching, which is obviously fine. But then I was in the car yesterday. I'm like, oh my God, I haven't even listened to music in such a long time. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like I, I got to figure out like. So I have to tell you, a friend of mine sent me this. So I I really want to like podcasts. Mm. I do. I I mean, I I have been interviewed in podcasts. I launched my own podcast. I get it. Like, but I cannot bring myself to listen to them. They make me so frustrated because you got to have like 20 minutes of introduction about like what this is about and then the ads and then you like finally get into it and then they talk like, absolutely painfully slow mm-hmm. and it drags on no one has figured out how to do like a micro size one it's like oh you know give me 40 minutes or give me an hour I'm like i don't have that kind of like uninterrupted time and i don't yeah. want to stop it and go back to it they bug me that being said a friend of mine sent me something this week called clubhouse it's oh app. my brother actually just asked me if i knew about it okay it's awesome it's so cool. They're, okay, it's like these. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, you can like, ch- like jump in anytime, and there's people on there who are so basically like being on a conference call, or okay. like a, um, but like with random people that you don't know, and maybe some you do, maybe some you don't, and they might be talking about a certain topic, or they might be talking about nothing. And then some people will like schedule like, Hey, I want to have a chat later today about like homeschooling. Like anyone want to join? We're going to be talking at three. And then you like the other night I was watching TV and I accidentally clicked on it. And all of a sudden I was like, because like a, a, 
notification came up and I, I tried to delete it, but it, I joined and I was on for like an hour talking to these people about <laughs> that is so oh. it was it was really cool. It's like being in the podcast Ooh. rather than just passively listening. Okay. It's like you've now joined a podcast that's happening and you get to respond. Oh, I and no one's that. moderating it. Like that's... it's a free for all. Well, I do. It's funny. As someone who is also pretty much recording a podcast and listens to a lot of them, uh, I have some recommendations if you are open. Because Will you email them them to me? Yeah, because now that I've been kind of creating one and then listening, I'm really starting to appreciate, wow, okay, this person is, you know, he's... He's engineered his podcast so well with the music and the timing and, you know, like I listen to the daily every morning and, oh, just so well, uh, so well created. And yeah, anyways, I'll email you a whole list because I just, yes. Yeah, email them over and I'll take a look. Yes. Um, yes. something else I was going to say. <laughs> no, I can't remember what it was. But anyway. No, you're fine. Yeah. Oh, I know what it was. Um, I mentioned a historical fiction novel. I remember the name. Yes, the okay. The Nightingale. By oh, Christina. okay. I've heard about it. Um, I really liked it. Um, I heard that they were going to make it into a movie, but then I don't know where they're at in that journey, but it was very good. Okay. I would recommend The Nightingale um, for sure to anyone. Okay. I love and it. And then um, the um is like an older book um i liked the count of monte cristo when i read that one an old classic joe also recommended hard that to book. get through because of the way it's written but mm. but good okay um oh god um there is this guy um hang on we're gonna we're gonna take a turn here oh i love um, this okay <laughs> Um, oh shit. Um, what is his name? Okay. What is his name? Doesn't get it. <laughs> no. I have to. I have to. We have to get this. Okay, yeah. okay. This is important. Okay. Yes. Thank you for bearing with me. Oh my gosh, of course. I appreciated that. Um, here we go. All right, so there's this author. His name is Christopher Ryan. Okay. Have you heard of him? No, but I'll look him up. Okay, Christopher Ryan is really kind of out there. Okay. Okay, but he wrote the book Civilized to Death and Sex at Dawn. He actually runs a podcast that I have listened to sometimes when I'm walking, like exercising. Um, It's, um, how do I describe his his thinking? Um, It's about like, human relationships basically like how we mate why we stray what it means Mm. um one of my majors in college was sociology and i love studying human behavior it's probably why i'm good at advertising and thinking about why people are motivated to do what they do and what what you know 
motivates change. And anyways, I yeah. love the study of human behavior. So this guy is kind of out there, but he talks about like the evolution of humanity from like apes and like how people come together and why they stay and it's kind of what's in our nature. And this is just his perspective. It's a little out there, but um, I would definitely want to put that on. Like, I don't know if you're building a list. Yeah. Of, like, okay. I would put, put him on your list. Um, okay. okay. And then this was the woman I was, I, I grabbed a couple of things. Okay. Um, oh, I this love was it. The woman that I was talking about, who was asking her mom for advice about like authors when she was in college. Oh. And, and then she wrote this book called dangerous books for girls. And it talks all about the history of the romance novel oh, and why it oh evolved. God. And look, yeah, here I've dog-eared pages. Clearly. I love um, that. Okay. This is one that was in my nightstand that I've been trying to read for like two years. The cuckoo's calling. I, I am 307 pages in. Oh my! I mean, I'm really so not close. quitting, and I keep waiting for it to get good, and it's just—it's just not—it's just never. Oh no! Maybe you just shouldn't S- skip. Put that on your skip list. Yeah, okay. skip it. This one is in my nightstand. I don't know if you've read the. Beautiful I've heard Dan. about it. Oh my god! It's a classic. You oh. have to read it. Okay, I mean, okay. It's—I mean—it's F. Scott Fitzgerald. I mean, oh it's yes. Like, it's a little. Um, I mean, it's written, it was written a long time ago, so yeah. it's not like a modern day, you know, written. Uh, I think they made a movie one time, like in the olden days, they should remake it. <laughs> that I would be amazing. Oh. Um, my mother gave me this book. She wants me to use it um, and talk to the children about, about it every day. It's not happening. Okay. It's called Manners Begin at Breakfast. And modern etiquette for families. So she thinks it would be really fun for us to go through and oh, you know, read about table settings and, you know, smartphone tablet usage, um, travel tips for manners, you know, how to dress proper. Like it's basically the Emily Post for modern day. So uh, my mom's a big Emily Post fan. Like when I was getting married and having babies, like, I mean, I got like all the big, fat, junk, chunky Emily Post books. I think I gave them to my sister. Um, And then this one I bought at an airport and I have not opened it yet. And I, this is like, this is book book candy, The Last Affair. Oh, looks like book candy. Yes. Yes. I I still want to read it, but um, for some reason I haven't started yet. So, um, there you go. I love that. I love that stack of books you brought. So just a few more questions. Okay. So what has been the most motivating book you've read? It could be one or a few, because I feel like you'd have a few, in terms of driving your success, your creativity, and your purpose. Um... Hang on. Oh my gosh, love it. Different books for different stages of life, for sure. Um, let's work back backwards. Okay. Um, as a as a business owner and entrepreneur, and you know, in that category of my life, I'd say The E Myth by Michael Gerber. 
I've probably read this book three times. The E-Myth. Okay. It basically talks about working on your business versus working in your business. And I love that I keep making notes to myself in here. And then every time I reread this book, I am in a different stage of my business. So I get something else out of it. I really Um, like that. I mean, this is, I'd say, anyone that was starting a business should read the e-message. Okay. Um, And then when you feel like you really need a kick in the ass. Oh, my gosh. Um. I read the 10x rule by Grant Cardone. Okay. Every business owner should have one of these two. Um, then, dun, 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 dun. those are my favorite businessy books that I keep coming back to. Now, at different stage of my life, like when I was getting divorced, mm. um, I read The Gift of Fear. Mm, I love um, that. The Gift of Fear is by um, Gavin DeBecker. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay, Gavin DeBecker, The Gift of Fear. That was really good. I also really liked um, oh, this book called Divorce. It's all about control by Stacey Phillips. Mm-hmm. That helped. Um, and at the time, I also read... Um, this book by Leslie Morgan Steiner. Um, and she actually, her book was so good. Um, the only time I've ever done anything like this. Um, she wrote, she's written a bunch of books and she's a badass, but her book that I read at the time was called crazy love. Mm -hmm. And it was her struggle with domestic violence. Oh, And okay, so I was so moved that I actually reached out to her and I told her that I thought her book was amazing and that I wanted to know more about her journey. I flew out to Washington, D.C. She invited me to her home. We sat down, had coffee and like chatted and then we did a photo shoot. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like in her, I don't know, she's probably in her 60s now and she just got divorced and she wrote this book called The Naked Truth. That she oh, was- shit. My mom gave me that book. Sorry. I, don't, I didn't have yeah. to freak out that hard. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I love her. We've stayed in touch all these years. Like, she's phenomenal. Um, really brave and strong. I love her. Um, and, um, yeah, I think that answers your question. Oh, my gosh. That is so cool. So, like... What I've noticed on social media with this bookstagram journey are mm-hmm. authors are really kind and very active. Like when I posted something, I've tagged Stephanie Danler maybe a million times because she's one of my favorite authors and she commented and she's liked and I'm just like, stop this. You are just so sweet. And I just think authors, they, it's such a vulnerable, generous gift that they've given to the world that when people are like responsive and also gracious back, they respond. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, just no other industry is really that way. Seriously. Absolutely. Ugh. But that gives um, me, that gives me some encouragement to reach out to an author and it won't be so yeah. bad. <laughs> Oh, I have another meet the author and business guy. Um, I love, love, love Simon Sinek. Oh, yes. Ever written. I've met him. He is so kind and generous. Um, 
he is just phenomenal. I love everything he says and does always. Ooh, amazing. So that, that's on my list. Any any business owner should should have him on their shelf too. I love that. Uh, and then I recently read this one actually last year called Whiskey Women. Ooh, of course. <laughs> and the story of how women and I literally, I mean, this one is still dog-eared with a pen in it with my notes. <laughs> Because I keep coming back to it. I love um, it. And so this woman here, Rachel. Um, oh, shut up. Is a master blender um, of scotch. And her name is Rachel Berry. I actually reached out to her, found her in this book. Um, and then some of the other women in this book I reached out to as I was building links. I mean, you'll see I was like basically stalking them. Because I was like, oh, can you help me? Like I, I'm build, I'm, And women have been involved in liquor forever. Like even like during like moonshine days, men were just known for it because they got caught running it. But women were the ones who were making all the liquor. So there's like books coming out about women in the liquor industry that are very fascinating to me too. I love that. That is so cool. Thank you for oh, taking. Oh, 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 baby, I have another. Oh, hey, this is great. Do you know HR uh, or NR Heart? No, I don't. Okay, follow her on Instagram too and social media. She doesn't write books like novel books. She writes poetry. Okay. But it is some of the most moving poetry I have ever read. She's had like three editions of these that have come out. And she's very responsive on social. She would be a great person to interview. Oh, um, amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She's good. Oh. Um, What else? Sorry, I love looking like at my bookshelf now because I have like a giant bookshelf over there. Yeah, it's filled, and then I have like my go-to like stuff that I need all the time is here. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, so funny. And then of course, like they're just kind of everywhere. And then back here, I have hiding like all my magazines. Oh, oh my god, all the goods. So. All right. What? I don't even remember what the question was. Oh my gosh. No, it was um what has been the most motivating book in terms of driving your oh. success and creativity? But you're pretty good at answering it. You're just kind of kind of going down the timeline, you know, in parts yeah. of your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that works yeah. great. I love it. I can never pick just one. When someone's like, "What's your one favorite movie or one favorite song?" I'm like, "Oh no." Yeah, oh I mean, no. I'm sorry. I have let me get out my tab binder and I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, color coded and organized, but yes, they're all there. Yes. So, oh, so, oh my gosh, I feel like you'll love this. If you could have an author write about your life, who would it be? Leslie Morgan Steiner. Amazing. I would want her to write. I actually met with somebody last year um, who does ghostwriting because, like I said earlier on, I would love to write a book, but I, I, I don't know what I would write about. Like, I would really need somebody to help me write it. I mean, would it be a business book? Would it be mm. a – it definitely wouldn't be a, a fiction book. Mm-hmm. Not that – I don't think that way. But um, I feel like there's so many business books out there. What would make mine different? Yeah. But, but if I could have somebody else write my life, mm-hmm. I think the way Leslie writes so fearlessly, um, that would be – really really cool but I can never afford her like 
Oh, I'm yeah. sure she's really expensive. Oh, I'm just... Seriously. These I don't mean, authors. I'm just guessing. I've never asked, but... I've never asked, but... <laughs> I just assume that... It's like when you walk by, like, like, you're in New York or something, and you walk by, like, Bendel's or something, and you're like, that all... Or Cartier, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sure it's all beautiful, but I'm not going in. You're like, like thank you for the eye candy, but... I can't. No. I'll see you later. Not even look at the price tag now. <laughs> oh my goodness. So and I'm like, oh, TJ Maxx? Yeah, yeah, I'll be right there. Oh, oh my god. Let's go. Gold filled? That works just fine. Just fine. Great. <laughs> oh my goodness. So oh my gosh. So real how this interview works is I have a ton of questions that I like pick and choose how the interview's going. There's just like so many questions I want to ask you. But this interview has been like an hour, obviously because we are like low key catching up. <laughs> We're talking about books and life. So, what moves you in a work of literature? I have definitely had books that have made me cry, that mm. have had me laugh out loud, um, that have really sucked me into the story. Um, Why can't I think of what they are? Shit. Um, I don't know. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't know. Oh, it's okay. I know that it's happened, but I just don't remember when or where or how. Mm-hmm. But you know that it happened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely happened. So just yeah. a book that ask me ask me again like in like ten years. Oh my goodness! Well, I think what the what's the most beautiful thing about books is like they just evoke a visceral reaction in you, and I think just regardless, that's just moving in itself. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. it's like um, you know, people always talk about binge watching like Netflix or you know shows, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a book. I mean, it can be the ultimate binge. You can sit down and binge your way through the whole thing. No one's going to make you wait for the next episode or anything. You know, mm-hmm. it's, um, I like books that are series mm-hmm. that will, that will take you on that journey. I was reading a series a couple of years ago. I hadn't thought about that in, in a long time. Mm-hmm. And now I can't even remember what it was. It feels like a hundred years ago. Oh, See, I'm over. I really need my Barnes and Noble fix. Oh my gosh, I am so excited for it. You have to tell me what books you got. Yeah, I really. <laughs> I love this. So, if you could gift a book to anyone, what would it be, and who would it be to? Wow. It's fascinating when you think about the, you can, you can selflessly gift someone a book because you think that they're just going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Or you can give someone a book because you're hoping to persuade them to think or feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you asked me the question, like a boy popped into my mind 
and I don't know what book I would give him, but I should give him a book. Mm. That's going to in, impact him in the way that I, I want it to. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, I'm Barnes and Noble. We picking up a book for him too, oh. to inspire the sort of change or behavior that I, that I would like to see. Right. Yeah. Don't we love that? <laughs> And it's a lot easier than having the conversation or the, the conference, the feelings conference about what I'd like him to think or feel. Hey, I got a book for you, man. Why don't you take, give us a read? Yeah. You know what? That's actually, that's really funny. That's like a good way. It's like a meaningful way, but also a, like you just said, a perfect way to kind of like delicately bypass the feelings conference. You're like, you know what? You should read this. I just thought about you. Good for everyone. Yeah. Um, but then, like, that aside, um, and I, I think we kind of touched on it earlier, you know, I give, I give, I give the, uh, yes, the Wonder Women book, and I give the, um, in the company of women, and I give the, <clears throat> the goodnight stories for rebel girls, yes. I give those three sets of books out all the time, oh, just because okay. I think that they're amazing, yeah. and they, they meant something to me, so I, I want the people that I gift them to to, you know, kind of enjoy them or love them as much as I have. Yeah. And that's more of a selfless gift. Oh, I love that. So, last couple questions. What makes you dog ear a page or dog ear a book? Um, so I... Uh, when, I, when it's something that I think that I'll want to come back to and reference it later. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I, that's what I will dog ear and I will dog ear it. I will circle it. I will highlight it. I will. Yeah. Because I, I, I want to be able to find it later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm at that point in my life where um, I have a lot of things I want to remember. Yes. Or I want to be able to reference them, but I can't remember them all. So the dog earing, Helps me keep Absolutely. track of the things that are important to me. Yes. Or important to the reason or what I'm getting out of the book. Yep. Totally. I love that. So why do you read? I heard a quote one time recently and I believe it to be true. So I want to find it and read it to you. <laughs> oh, but the gist of it is <laughs> um, like more successful and better like, successful people read and lazy people watch TV. Basically, that's the gist of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, part of me thinks, like, I should read because I want to be a smart person. Yeah. Known as a smart person. But to be known as an intellectual person. So I should read more. Um, But that was just a recent thing. I I mean, reading has been a part of my life forever, long before I heard that quote. And um, I I read because it was enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And kind of sucks you into a, a story or um, teaches you something new. I, it's, um, 
it's calming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Reading is so sacred. So last question. So you've known me for a few years, a couple years. You have mentored me. You've seen me go on my journey. You've watched me grow. And now we're here reconnecting. And now I am, you know, an entrepreneur and I have all these things. I'm a busy, I'm like going to throw up. I'm pretty much going to be in my mid-20s this month. So I'm like, Ooh. <sighs> um, so what book would you recommend me to read? Ooh, I mean, considering you're the most well-read person I've ever met, <laughs> that's really tough. I can't believe I mentioned books today that you hadn't read. I just assume you've read all the books. Oh, no. I mean, oh, God, Rachel, books. It was so funny. A very good friend of mine, Aaliyah, who I actually interviewed because she's just remarkable. She was like, Bibi, do you ever get scared that you will run out of books? I'm like, Aaliyah, I have 14 books on my nightstand. And that number will keep, probably stay the same or just keep growing. Books will never end. There's so many books. <laughs> so, true. Yes. I'm just a humble reader. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to recommend something that I have read. Mm-hmm. I've already read the woman superpower one that you gave me two years ago, and I absolutely loved it. Thank you. Yes. I think I would probably, I mean, you read all genres. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to look at my other bookshelf. I love it. Good ideas. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> all right. I'm so excited. Oh. oh, I'm so excited. Okay. This is what you should read. Now, my sister gave me this book, and um, there's two editions. And we laid in Hawaii by the pool and by the beach and read the, read these books aloud and laughed for the whole trip when we went. And it was Why Men <laughs> Marry Bitches. Oh, I've heard about this book. It's a good book, though. It's yeah. really good. And then they wrote another one. It's Why Men Love Bitches. And um, it's like this manifesto, it shows women how to transform a casual relationship into a committed one. It, exp- it Again, like, you know my love for human behavior, right? Yes, oh um, But it's ju- and it just empowers women in a really great way. I should, t- I should reread it again. Oh, I love yeah. that. Um, I think that that is, I mean, you're in your mid-20s, like you said, you're you're not married. You're not engaged or anything, are you? Are you I don't even know who you're dating right no, now. No, I'm dating uh, this wonderful man, Alec. He's the same age as me. He's from Huntington. Oh, okay. Uh, he went to UPenn. He was a quarterback. And then he was in the NFL for a hot second. And now he's in medical device sales. <laughs> so that's his okay. elevator pitch. So it would be a perfect time. Well, you know, why, why men marry bitches to, you know, I love this. To, you could read it, see if it works for you and then maybe even gift it to him and, you know, like see how that goes. Like, honey, or I'm just going to leave this on your nightstand just in case. Oh, you read. sorry. I left something at your house, but maybe you could just open a page or two. <laughs> yeah. If you read, I will, I will come over. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that so much. 
I just think it's it, it'd be it might be a fun one. Oh, so. I love that. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Well, you're right. We'll never run out of book recommendations. There's so many. It's just a gift. It literally is the gift that keeps on giving and it will never stop. And I hope that this company is at least a part of the movement of to never let the world become Fahrenheit 451. So <laughs> honestly, like that's like my actual hell if that happened. So let's not let it happen I don't think it will but honestly the tablets the technology is really it's really just making its way downtown so <laughs> well you keep fighting the good fight yes Rachel thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and be on this podcast now that I'm calling it a podcast but I mean, I'm not really sure what, what you're... You know, it really, it really essentially is. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Uh, because... I... Oh, hello, you guys. Thank you so, so much for sitting with us and listening. This was such a fun episode. And what's always really fun is, again, I recorded some of these so long ago, so... I honestly forget the references I make until I actually do them. And I'm like, oh, wait, oh my God, I am editing this episode and this episode was recorded in like 2019, which is so insane. So yes, that's why she was like a podcast. And I was like, yeah, kind of like, and then now here we are and I'm literally ending my intro to my podcast. <gasps> Amazing. Anyways, you guys, thank you so, so much. I hope you guys had as much fun as I did with Rachel. She is the freaking best. Stay tuned for her book list and stay tuned for the April bookish series coming up at the end of the month. I love you guys. I'm obsessed with you guys. Thank you so, so much. And I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>